Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WTAW News time is five minutes after six. It is 64 degrees. We'll take a look at your forecast coming up after the news. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. The three-way races for mayor in both Bryan and College Station finished with someone getting a majority vote. Bryan's Bobby Gutierrez finished with 52% of the vote. I've truly walked every district, and there's people who have, they couldn't believe I was there. Literally, you go off Texas Avenue four or five blocks, one direction or the other, and you see things that shouldn't be like that. College Station's John Nichols, who received 63% of the vote, said he was looking forward to working with three current and three new council members. Excitement and anticipation are really good terms. Another three-way race on the College Station City Council ended with a winner as Bob Yancey picked up 52% of the vote for the unexpired term in Place 5. I was not anticipating this to be the end of the campaign. I thought, and all the indications were, that we would be in a runoff. Voters in Bryan single-member District 5 will have a runoff between Marka Ewers-Shirtliff and A.J. Reynolds. Final unofficial numbers are at WTAW.com. Brazos County Judge Dwayne Peters announces the burn ban for areas outside of city limits has been lifted. I went ahead and signed the lift yesterday, so it has been lifted. Peters' announcement during yesterday's county commission meeting followed con- consultation with the chiefs of the volunteer fire departments on Monday. Brazos County Commissioners will be looking for a new general manager of the Brazos County Expo Complex in the Brazos Valley Fair and Rodeo. That's after commissioners during yesterday's meeting without comment approved the personnel action related to Carl Colby's retirement. Colby joined the expo in 2007, was promoted to assistant manager in 2012, and became the operation's second general manager in May of 2018. Taking over as interim GM is assistant manager Jacqueline Foster. This week's announcement of the sale of a longtime College Station manufacturing building also included a tease of future development on 25 acres near the Academy Store. We've got a lot of interesting stuff I expect in the near future. We've got a lot of things that are in the works. Oldham Goodwin Capital President Hunter Goodwin also said no one could afford building a comparable structure to the former Westinghouse Defense Electronics Building, which they sold to a Dallas-based real estate company. And that really was kind of our magic pixie dust and our vision was just... You're getting such a great asset at such a great location and a growing community for such a bargain basement dollar. Even fools like us felt like we couldn't screw it up. Oldham Goodwin will manage the building for the new owner. The Destination Bryan Tourism Office returned home from a recent statewide conference with awards for two locally owned businesses. One of the stops for community engagement manager Caitlin Brown was Bryan Broadcasting, where she presented the Best Downtown Partner Award from the Texas Downtown Association. A perfect example is the recent Halloween Town event. Like We could not put that event on without you guys um, and several of our holiday events as well. The private operator of the Queen Theater for the city of Bryan received the association's Resiliency Award after remodeling then reopening the historic entertainment venue earlier this year. WTAW news time is eight minutes after six. It's 64 degrees. 
More news at 6.30, or you can always go to our website, WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 WTAW. Hey, good morning at 6.10. The Maniacs on a Wednesday morning. Let's have a look at the weather. It's brought to you by Malik Heating and Air. Odors are embarrassing in your home or office. Malik Heating and Air can eliminate those odors guaranteed or your money back. Safe for pets and family. Call Malik. Feel the difference. Here are the numbers. Another warm day expected across the region under partly sunny skies. High temperatures will climb into the middle 80s. Partly cloudy tonight, lows only dropping to the middle 60s. Mix of sun and clouds Thursday, high in the lower 80s. Increase in clouds Thursday night, lows dropping back to the lower 60s. And cloudy and cooler on Friday, a chance for an afternoon shower or thunderstorm, high only in the upper 60s. A meteorologist Scott Kaplan, 1620-945. WTAW. And I'm Zach Taylor on WTAW. Coming up in sports, we'll start off with some high school volleyball action. Playoff action last night, College Station High. Unfortunately, seeing his tremendous season come to an end, so we'll touch a little bit about the quarterfinals loss to Lake Creek. Also, of course, touching on Texas A&M football and the new college football playoff poll is out. All that more in sports. So, it's called Lake Creek. Montgomery Lake, Lake Creek. Creek. Mm-hmm. Huh. They split in district this season, so I wasn't sure you know, what would happen last night, but so, Lake Creek kind of dominated. So those two teams have met three times this year, once mm, in non-district in a yeah. tournament, uh, and College Station had beaten Lake Creek two out of three times. Mm. But uh, the Lady Lions got a big win last night. Tough to beat people the second time, you know, yes. and in this case the third time right. when, it, when it when it matters, you know. So I, I'm just wondering the the name of the school, though. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of... Oh, Lake and Creek. Lake Creek, yeah. okay. <laughs> So, um, well, and, you can't name schools after people anymore, Scott, because then right. you'll be changing your name in that's 10 to 15 years. Bad so, idea. That's right. Yeah, that's, let's just, you know, tree shrub. Well, but, tree shrub. <laughs> but, but if you remember, we talked about this. There, There is a way that you can, um, well, I, I think you could name it after a, an animal or something. Okay. I mean, we talked Hippo about this once. Well, we talked about it once, uh, a descriptive word and then the name of a mammal. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I I don't, but like, how many schools are named after an animal? Their mascots are animals. I know. Right. Pete, the, the schools are named after places or people generally. And, well, it, unless you go to the big city and then they're like PS268 and that, you know, that's no fun because well, you can't do, you know, yells for them. Since you went down this rabbit hole, board members decided to name the new school after the Lake Creek Settlement, the first Anglo-American settlement in Montgomery County. Uh-oh. 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 Anglo-American? Yeah, man. That's it was a settlement a... in Stephen F. Austin's second colony. That's going to be a problem. Well, you know, there's white settlement, you know, up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And they, they put that to a vote, yes, they and did. the people said they did not want to change yeah, it. Yeah, like by an 80% margin yeah. or something like that. Including which, the African-American population. Yes, there. They right. didn't want to change it. Right, which is far more than anything was decided last night. Good Lord. <laughs> My goodness. Things were close, man. Oh, I guess so. Well, again... It's time for the Republicans to maybe take a little reality pill, okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. There's, there's no doubt this is a president that, that fumbles and stumbles when he gets up there and his age shows, but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, down ticket people don't believe that the Democrats have better answers. Right. But I'm wondering, though, if a lot of those folks that voted Democrat last night, if, if it really they could have been swayed. You know what I mean? Like, I think they were probably going to vote Democrat no matter what. I'm not saying the entire group that did and there certainly were some places that switched uh from the last voting but man i have a hard time believing like 
John Fetterman, for instance, uh, winning the Senate in mm-hmm. in in Pennsylvania, I think people were going to vote Democrat no matter what. I've always happened. thought that that other guy was smarmy. I just did. I oh, Doctor Oz. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I will tell yeah. you, as much as we've talked about that particular race, I had never Googled Fetterman oh, and, yes. and, and seen what he looked oh, like. He's oh, he's yeah. an unusual looking dude. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I see this. So of course, his picture made a lot of my my newsletters and things that popped up this morning. And I'm like, who is this guy? And then I was like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Where's yeah. a sweatshirt and got shorts, the, the tattoos, beard, the bald and, head? And yeah. yeah, I just I had never I had never seen him. He looked more like I I, I don't know. No, just not not what I was expecting. Look like somebody you see in a biker bar. Well, and yes, that's, yes. I mean, we're talking the United States Senate. There's only a hundred of them. You know, it seems yeah. like you would have uh, exceptional people with unusual abilities, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't mean that there's a whole. I mean, there's some that that are that, that don't. But there's some that that <laughs> don't as well. And you know, you just look at the backgrounds of some of the people who are United States senators. And this guy does not fit the the bill. Gotcha. No, no. He was a mayor in Brannock, which is in a very big town uh, in western Pennsylvania, I think, for quite some time. And then uh, became lieutenant governor. Right. Which, I mean, if you're looking for a, a background as far as having success in politics, yeah. that certainly stands out to you. But, yeah, he doesn't fit the mold of the typical politician. And then you add in, of course, his stroke that he had uh, in his um, questionable cognitive abilities, I think, that people mm-hmm. have put forth and the way that he's answered things and fumbling over sure. words and stuff. I think you can be empathetic while at the same time saying, okay, this person may not be fit for office, but he got voted in. And as we discussed during the debate, the, the questions had to be shown to him. Yeah, teleprompter. Right. The, the, the deal is, again, as we discussed, the Senate is supposed to be uh, a situation where debate takes place, where there is back mm-hmm. and forth. And so that may cause some challenges as well. And yeah. as you say, cognitive ability has something to do with that. I do wonder, though, if people see, you know, yes, doctor, but reality TV star. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. I want another one of those in a position well, of power? And one of the battles he lost early on was that most of the media did not call him Dr. Oz. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. And that's that's how he made his name. And because I don't know what kind of doctor he is, I have he no idea. He was a cardiothoracic okay, surgeon, Okay, there you go. Which is, again, a pretty pretty big deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. But he ended up being a reality TV star who showed up in all the grocery store tabloids more than anything else, and that probably was not the best situation. But Right, no, and yeah. Oprah didn't give him her seal right. of approval. Yeah, oh, no kidding. Yeah, that was another thing. So, uh, well, but, you know, Oprah didn't endorse anybody in Bryan College Station, and some of them won. So, that's you know, that's, I don't <laughs> think she ever weighed in on one single race around here Info. so it's interesting you know you brought up uh john fetterman and the way that he looks he's a big guy played yeah. d3 football oz played safety for harvard well of course he did of course he did he, he was probably yelling theorems at people as he was <laughs> knocking the pass away or something like that wow okay Sixteen twenty ninety four five WTAW it's the Infomaniacs. So, so Doctor Oz is six one. I had to go look that. Yeah. Up. Oh, okay. He's he seems like a I smaller expected. dude. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but I guess that's just kind of his his slight frame that he has right. now. But whenever he was playing football, I saw some old pictures of him. He was a little beefed up. Oh, oh was he? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he wasn't like jacked well, or anything. Yeah, yeah. He was, He's athletic looking. Yeah, he'd yeah. obviously been uh, working out, and hitting the weights. Defensive so. back from. Harvard. Yeah, gotcha. Hey, let's give stuff away today. Shall we do that? Sure. All right, because here's the deal. Um, 
How often should you change your toothbrush? Okay. All right. Now, they're telling us that probably uh, you should do it about every three months. That's okay? what I was going to say. Oh, right. I think that's what I've heard. That's when my company sends me a new head. All right. There you go. Ah, uh, yes, if you have the subscription. Yeah. So, uh, so the deal is, what do you do with your old toothbrush? Okay. Because I, I think toothbrushes, used toothbrushes have a lot of uses. Sure. I want to say probably in my house I've got four or five of them. Oh, wow. That okay. I keep, you know, for that yeah. reason. So yeah. how do you use your old toothbrush? Let us know. All right. We do need your first and last name. If you would like to win whatever prize Scott's going to put out there. Uh, <laughs> our number is 979-695-1620. It's going to be RenFest tickets. we got four RenFest tickets oh, to very give away nice. for you. So that's, uh, yeah, that's Perfect. happening. And that's, you know. We have some things in mind, but there could be something really ingenious out there. That we oh, don't yeah, know absolutely. About. It's Carl Sagan Day. I guess maybe he was born on this day. I'm not sure. What did he do? Did you guys miss him pretty much? I mean, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, know. who he is. Yeah, Carl either. Sagan is billions and billions is his uh, catchphrase. He was on PBS, I think. And he's, he was one of the guys who started teaching us uh, about the uh, totality of the universe and how big it was. And mm. Maybe that was the name of the show, oh. Universe or something. Okay. So he was like Neil deGrasse Tyson before yes, exactly. him? Yes, exactly. Okay. Right, exactly. Same kind of dude. Uh, it's go to an art museum today. Oh, okay. Could be, or it, it could be difficult or it could be on your refrigerator door. There right? might still be people in line at the MSC. You can just wave yeah, at them no and, and say hi. But there are the Forsyth uh, Galleries on yep, campus, which are really true. nice. Uh, Scrapple Day, which is uh, kind of interesting. You have to be from the Northeast mm-hmm. probably know what that is that it's uh yeah i'm kind of a fan and it's a uh, world freedom day okay okay what is scrapple scrapple is like it's some it's a pork such or nothing you know something oh. that's not as salty it's as, like it was uh, a game or something yeah no no, no, no. It's food. <laughs> yeah not as okay. salty as uh as spam is okay but they generally at least my people ate it for breakfast and uh yeah they liked it all, all right. right birthdays birthdays for today nikki blonsky is turning 34 played tracy turnblad in the 2007 version of hairspray uh, outside of that. I'm not quite sure what else she's done, but that's when Tra- John Travolta played yeah. her mom, uh, but she's <laughs> turning 34. Yeah. Chris Lane is turning 38, country singer, fix and take back home girl. I don't know either one of those, okay. but he's turning 38. Vanessa Manillo is 42, former MTV VJ. She's married to Nick Lachey. Yep. Mm. By the way, Nick Lachey is turning 49 today. Oh, that's right. Today. They share a birthday. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Got to look longingly deep point at the camera and you know what it's like girl all right oh, so, yeah. so now what what uh what ages are they uh she is 42 uh-huh. he is 49 ah okay mm-hmm. so kind of what you'd expect now michael douglas you know that's the same thing he and Catherine zeta jones yeah. have the mm-hmm. same birthday there's a but big they're difference like 27 there. 28 years yeah, difference. yeah anyway, exactly yeah. but nick lachey seven years older than vanessa Manillo, okay. but he's turning 49 of course he used to be married to jessica simpson as well right. oh, yeah. eric dane is turning 50 today he is mcsteamy on gray's anatomy my wife's on a Grey's Anatomy kick here. Oh, recently, really? So yeah, we've been having every re- night. Been having to relive all that. And mm, I'm like, oh, fun. I remember that from sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Um, but yep, yeah, and he was also Cal Jacobs on Euphoria, Admiral Tom Chandler on TNT's The Last Ship. Mm-hmm. But he's 50. Lou Ferrigno is turning 71 today. Don't make him mad. He's the Incredible Hulk. Um, green. Yep, he does. He played himself on The King of Queens. Uh, he played he played Doug Heffernan's neighbor, as if the former Incredible Hulk would be living in Queens, but sure. he's 71. <laughs> uh, and he was in the movie I Love You, Man, too, which was funny. Alan Gratzer from Ario Speedwagon turning 74. Was that him? Oh. Is he the lead singer? Uh, that I'm not for sure. I got Doesn't say here if he is or not. But, man, they got more hooks than the fish oh, at the uh, pond out at the Aggie yeah. Park. But, yep, Alan Gratzer from Ario Speedwagon turning 74 today. 
Uh, we normally don't do deaths unless we're short on living people. Charles Robinson uh, was born on the state in 1945, passed away in 2021. Mac on Night Court and Mr. Munson on Mom. And Tom Fogarty, of course, he was a founding member of Credence Clearwater Revival, born on the state in 1941, passed away in 1990. There you go. Donde está el baño? It's on oh, the right. Yeah. 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 Well, Bathroom speaking of dead people, right. it's Carl Sagan. He was born on this date. Okay. In 1934, died in 1996. He was an American astronomer, planetary scientist, uh, cosmologist. That's not a cosmetologist. Uh, or cosmonaut. Yeah, an author and a space science commentator. So there you go. What a fun. resume. Yeah. yeah. All right, 624. WTAW News Time is 631 at 63 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Batteries Plus. We do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online at BatteriesPlus.com. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. One change is coming to the Bryan ISD School Board. Winning the place three seat was the chairman of the Bryan Planning and Zoning Commission. Leo Gonzalez, who voted against the board's rezoning request for the location of the new auxiliary services complex, says he will continue to chair P&Z. The school board's a little concerned, I think, about having the chairman of planning and zoning on the school board. But I think that can only be a positive. Winning an 11th full term to the BISD board was David Stasny. I certainly don't know Mr. Gonzalez very well. I'm certainly uh, uh, expecting that he's going to try to do what's best for the Bryan School District and more specifically, again, parents and students. College Station ISD voters will have a runoff between Kimberly McAdams and Morgan Mangan. CSISD voters also approved a tax ratification election as 61% supported an additional employee pay raise by adjusting the property tax rate. Final unofficial numbers can be found at WTAW.com. The College Station Police Department announces a reward is being offered for information that leads to finding a teenager who is the subject of an Amber Alert search. The $1,500 reward from Brazos County Crime Stoppers involves 14-year-old Lauren Gutierrez, who was last seen October 27th. Law enforcement believes she is in danger of death, sexual assault, or serious bodily injury. Anyone with information is asked to contact CSPD or Crime Stoppers. Brazos County commissioners removed from yesterday's agenda, ending the burn ban outside of city limits. That's after County Judge Dwayne Peters announced yesterday that he lifted the ban on Monday. Jason reached out to the chiefs yesterday and everybody agreed that it was fine to lift it. So that was the reason I went ahead and did that so that anybody that wanted to be burning could go ahead and get started. The latest ban had been in effect for two weeks. The second general manager in the history of the Brazos County Expo and Brazos Valley Fair and Rodeo has retired. County commissioners yesterday, without comment, approved the personnel action that concludes Carl Colby's 15-year tenure. Colby took over as GM four and a half years ago after spending six years as assistant manager. Taking over on an interim basis is assistant manager Jacqueline Foster. Six years ago, a Bryan-based real estate company acquired a former electronics manufacturing plant near College Station's Academy store. After being barely utilized for almost 20 years, four life science businesses have located in the former Westinghouse building in the last six years. The president of Olden Goodwin Capital, Hunter Goodwin, expects continued growth after selling the 175,000-square-foot building to a Dallas-based company. And not to sound Pollyanna, but it is, I guess, extremely gratifying to take a building that's been barely utilized and turn it into a 
an economic engine that's going to generate lots of tax dollars into the future for the school district, for Brazos County, and for the city of College Station. Oldham Goodwin will be managing the property while developing 25 acres it owns in the area. There's a lot of stuff in our future. And we're super excited to have that land and continue to to add economic engines out there that generate revenue for the schools, the county, and the city. Oldham Goodwin's news release did not disclose a sale price, but their news release did state they are getting a return of more than five times their original investment. Two local businesses are recognized for their contribution to downtown Bryan. Caitlin Brown with the Destination Bryan Tourism Office says the Shulman family, which operates the Queen Theater for the city, received the Resiliency Award from the Texas Downtown Association. We're thankful it's been open now since March of 2022 with the management company of the Shulman family coming back around to get the doors open. So we're very grateful that she is continuing to be the crown jewel of downtown Bryan. And Bryan Broadcasting received a statewide award for being the best downtown partner. That could be any entity that really is active in their downtown community and obviously Brian Broadcasting is a huge part of that to support all of our efforts. The awards recognize cities with a population of 50,000 or more. WTAW news time is 635. It's 63 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Batteries Plus. More news at the top of the hour. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945-WTAW. Good morning, 638. The Infomaniacs on a Wednesday morning. We're in the WC Tractor Studio, your local award-winning Kubota New Holland dealer. In Bryan and Navasota, the weather is brought to you by Malik Heating and Air. Odors are embarrassing in your home or office. Malik Heating and Air can eliminate the odors guaranteed or your money back. Safe for pets and family. Call Malik. Feel the difference. Skies will be partly sunny today with high temperatures reaching the middle 80s. Partly cloudy tonight. Lows only falling to the middle 60s. Mix of sun and clouds Thursday. Warm again. High in the lower 80s. Increasing clouds Thursday night. Lows dropping to the lower 60s. And plenty of clouds Friday. Maybe an afternoon shower or thunderstorm. Cooler highs only in the upper 60s. I'm meteorologist Scott Kaplan. 1620-945. WTAW. And I'm Zach Taylor on WTAW. Coming up in sports, we're talking about College Station High Volleyball and playoff action last night against Montgomery Lake Creek. We'll talk a little bit about their 5A regional quarterfinal showdown. Also, it's been a rough year for Texas a and football. One bright spot has been running back Devon A-Chain. We'll hear from him in sports. There you go. So you can uh, text us. We got uh, four tickets to the Texas Renaissance Festival out there. Uh, our question is, what do you do with your old toothbrush? Yeah, let us know. We do need your first and last name along with your answer. Our number is 979-695-1620. So there you go. I, um, I, so we had some kerfuffle about the uh, ballots at the MSC? Yeah, so the information that I got, and it was late, uh, I was, um, we were waiting on one voting location, which was the MSC, where apparently there was a line of over 200 people at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Wow. When, when the polls closed. Um, so we knew it was going to be a while before those got in. And then there something happened with the, the scanning system. So when you, you know, you put your ballot in to scan at the end, um, the scanner that they had on site stopped working and so they had to collect all the ballots and then bring them to the Brazos Center and then once they got to the Brazos Center they still had to scan some of the ballots in okay um I left before that happened yeah so shout out to Lacey Lively from the city of Bryan for emailing us the final results uh but it was at 11 o'clock and I left because I was I was getting told anywhere from like 
an hour to hours it yeah. could be. And, and so it, it actually looks like they came in quicker than that. Um, I want to say they they got results in around 1130, close to midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we were able to get those updated on on our website again. Thanks to Lacey uh, from the city of Bryan for doing that for us. But that's kind of that's I think there would have been a delay regardless because of the lines and just getting everything in. But then, yeah, the scanning situation also caused a delay. But still at all, uh, it went pretty smoothly aside from yeah. that one malfunction mm-hmm. right there. And uh, so and we we will not see a cycle like this really ever again. I don't think we're you don't both, think so. We're both cities. With this many races. Oh, this many races. I, got you. I mean, okay. I just there's lots of new faces that are going to be out there. And that's uh, true. Two new mayors and all that kind sure. of stuff. I have so. some runoffs, I, right? Well, or at just, least one. Yeah. I see. I was. I was shocked that there weren't yeah. more runoffs. Right. Um, they actually kind of got out of that, yeah, pretty nice. So, uh, And that's what I did in talking to people last night. I said, uh, okay, you're going to be on my show eventually. It's going to take a while to get here, but uh, <laughs> we got a we, long line. We have, we have a lot of new names and uh, faces, so we'll get to know uh, a lot of new people. So we'll see how all that goes. All right. uh, let's see. In the meantime, so it, looking again around the country, there were some, for instance, gubernatorial firsts to make note of. Republican Sarah Huckabee Sanders, a former Trump spokesperson, breaking a glass ceiling in Arkansas. I know it will be the honor of a lifetime to serve as Arkansas's 47th governor and the first female governor the state of Arkansas has ever had. Massachusetts has elected its first female and openly gay governor, Democrat Maura Healey, and Democrat Wes Moore will be the first black governor of Maryland. Our administration will fight every single day for every single Marylander. Only two other black men elected governor in U.S. history, Virginia's Douglas Wilder in 1989 and Deval Patrick in Massachusetts in 2006. Jill NATO, Fox News. So obviously this is the first father-daughter gubernatorial situation in Arkansas. Right. And I mean, she knocked it out of the park, like 70% of the vote. Yeah, she steamrolled right. whoever so, she was running against. I so don't even know the name. Is he back there today with like a robe and slippers in a box to put there, you know, in case he wants to like spend the night every once in a while? The huckster? It's his, yeah, it's his daughter's, you know, governor's <laughs> mansion kind of thing. It'd yeah. I, I, what, does he live in Little Rock? Or did he move no back idea. to Hope yeah, now? I have no idea. Uh, have no but clue. yeah, uh, that is kind of a, Just making a funny picture. Yeah, that's all. That's Not an sure. interesting story, the yeah. fact that yeah. it's a father-daughter uh, duo, because you hear about father-sons a lot. You know, we've seen that, In obviously. Politics, yeah, 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 but father-daughter. And then also around the country, just different ballot referendums. There were ballot referendums, too. In Michigan, for example, a sweeping amendment to the state constitution passed, guaranteeing the right to abortions. Recreational marijuana was legalized by vote yesterday in Maryland and Missouri. But similar measures failed in Arkansas and North Dakota. Ohio voters approved a measure aimed at stopping people who are not U.S. citizens from voting in local elections. And language permitting slavery as punishment was struck by voters from state constitutions in Tennessee and Vermont. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. Wait a minute. Slavery as punishment was in the Constitution? Apparently in their state constitutions, yeah. Uh, You wonder why that's been in there for so long. Well, we had that. Yeah, that is weird. We did. I mean, you know, Brian had those city charter amendments that Mary Lynn Strada talked about and, you know, how those went back to, you know, way, way back in the day, the wording and stuff like that. So now uh, and the other thing that that's interesting is um, the the county referendums. Now, did the RMA fail yes it, yeah. it did and pretty significantly you know i i was actually surprised at how i thought it would be closer i also thought it would win 
Well, and that's the deal. It it was two referendums that had to do with transportation. Right. One was the bond issue. Yes, and that one won by 67%. Okay. 67% of voters were for Prop A, which is that one, and then Prop B, which had to do with the RMA, uh, 58.7% were against. Man. Mm-hmm. And, and so now that brings an interesting situation. First, a couple of observations. Timothy D'Alessandro was the one who really drove that in his race. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so the referendum failed because I think of his ad because here's the he used the term eminent domain mm-hmm. and he used the term toll road. And I think that scared a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And so that part, he was successful. But he didn't win his race. Right. But if you remember from at least the candidates forum, Wanda mm-hmm. Watson was also against Correct. it. But you're right. She did not completely, uh, or from what I saw, that was not what she really no. relied on her campaign no, on. That or was based not, her campaign on. Not at all. So uh, an interesting situation. Now, what does that do? And um, it, I, I know just from, from talking to Barry Moore, mm-hmm. who's the head of the uh, the RMA board, in just discussions as the run-up to the election, uh, is the intent was to have this this pocket of money that you can use and have ready when the state of Texas says, "All right, here's here's some money that you can use." And what what we do is, for instance, if we had a, a, a ten million dollar project, if we have X number of dollars available, then the state would match that and more. I mean, six, seven times as much money. So you'd be able to build something that we would not be able to afford because, because of what the we state have, would give yeah, you. kind of matching fund type situations. Gotcha. But, and that's what the $10 per uh, vehicle was supposed to do is fund that. But that is designated money. It cannot be used for anything else. And there's no plan B. I mean, that's what I was asking people last night. Okay, right. this failed. Do you have some other plan in place? And they do not. Now, that puts Bryan College Station kind of down the pecking order when it comes to having any kind of what you'd like to call back in the old days shovel-ready projects when it comes to transportation and getting funding from the state of Texas. But look, all of Texas has transportation problems. This means it's just going to make it tougher for Brazos Valley to the Brazos County to be able to build any new roads and, and do things that are necessary to, to handle an increased volume of traffic. And again, I guess they'll get together at some point in the future, see if they want to try to bring it up again so that they can fund the RMA some other way. Uh, again, I don't have a, I don't have a solution to that, but that's mm-hmm. where we stand with that. Uh, let's see, governor's race last night. So uh, Greg Abbott's uh, going to be the governor of Texas continuing. We started this campaign in South Texas. We celebrated my primary victory in South Texas. Tonight, we return to South Texas to celebrate my re-election for you being your governor for four more years. I ran, I ran for the for the farmers and ranchers down here on the border who pleaded for a more secure border in the state of Texas. And I ran for the, the thousands of Texans who came up to me and just, they said, Governor, just keep Texas, Texas. And then here's Beto. This may be one of the last times I get to to talk in front of you all and um, talk about talk about this amazing thing that we have all done together over the course of the last year. 
Which means losing by 14 points to the governor? Yeah. Beto's Beto's made a lot of money, or I should say he's raised a lot of money. Uh, Apologies. But he's raised a lot of money in his senatorial campaign as well as gubernatorial campaign, and he's come up short on both of those. Of well, course, and then remember he ran for president, too. Uh, so I don't know what he's going to run for here. I I highly doubt we've heard the last of Beto. And he, he might run again for governor whenever it comes back up around again. Maybe. The deal is, remember, he's older than Ted Cruz. He's older than Ted Cruz. He, okay. he, he rolls he's got his, that youthful look about him. He rolls his sleeves up, and he's got that youthful sure. look. Stands right. on tables and things. Right. So, But I don't know. And, and of course, the Democrat Party... I think the Democrat Party in Texas just has to go find somebody else. I really do. I yeah, don't I, think I this do guy too. does it. I do too because I think there, I think there are people who like some of the policies or, or want to vote Democrat, but I don't think Beto's the answer for right. some of those people. Well, and again, and how obviously, many, how many of those people uh, who do want to vote Democrat haven't lived here for ten years? And, you know, they're they're gonna ha- there's gonna have to be another young rising right, star. That's, yeah, true. that's yeah. true. and probably will look at that and. And watch uh, the legislative session coming up to see how that works out. If there's a Democrat star in the Senate or the House that may the the uh, the party may decide, hey, this is our next standard bearer. This is the person who we need to go after. And I don't know. I guess we'll have some more analysis certainly as far as the Valley is concerned, because you know there was a lot of talk about the Hispanic community was going to vote really strong Republican. Well. The Republicans did okay in the Valley. Yeah. Myra Flores lost. Yeah, they, they did mm-hmm. not do nearly as well as they thought they would, and so they're going to have to go back and look at that a little bit. Good morning, sports fans. I'm Zach Taylor. Your morning sports update on 1620-945-WTAW. This update is brought to you by Coleman & Patterson. Get true market value for your farm and ranch, heavy machinery, trailers, and more. Contact ColemanandPatterson.com about their next live and online simulcast auction at 655. We'll start off on the volleyball court where College Station High saw its tremendous season come to an end last night, falling to Montgomery Lake Creek 3-0 in the 5A regional quarterfinals. With the loss, the Lady Cougars wrap up Coach Ashley Davis's first season at 30-17. Now, it's been a rough road for Texas A&M football this year as it sits in a five-game losing skid and at 3-6 overall, Junior running back Devon A-Chain was asked, what's left to play for? You know, people might think that, you know, everybody in the locker room, like, you know, I know that we it's been not a great season, but, you know, um, we still take every game as, you know, that we want to come out and win. Like I said, we got three three games left. You know, we expect to win. The rest of, the rest of the three games, we never go into a game saying, okay, like, we know we just lost last week and the week before that. But, you know, we just come in every day and just try to be great, you know, just basically just trying to get better each and every week. A-Chain has been one of the few bright spots in an otherwise gloomy season for the Ags and is just 113 yards away from reaching the 1,000-yard rushing mark. I didn't even know that until, like, the other day when my coach called me. Obviously, you know, it's always great to, you know, to achieve, like, accolades and stuff like that. So um, that's something that, you know, that's great in my season. Um, I don't just be too much worried about that. You know, I just be trying to go out there and play. So um, I think do think it's a great uh, thing to uh, be that far away from 1,000 yards. Devon will look to eclipse the mark this Saturday when the Aggies visit Auburn. Now to get coaches' take, tune into the Jimbo Fisher Coaches Show tonight from 8 to 9 on 1620-945-WTAW. The new college football playoff poll is out. Georgia comes in at number one, followed by Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. Tennessee drops to five with Oregon, LSU, USC, Alabama, and Clemson rounding out the top ten. Ole Miss is number 11, and Texas comes in at 18. Time for a sneak peek of the SEC, brought to you by T-Mobile. 
Texas A&M's Victor Pobsner has been named the conference's Male Diver of the Week following his performances and a pair of dual-meet victories for the Ags. Pobsner's top performances of the week came against TCU, where he swept the springboards to help the Maroon and White knock off the 22nd-ranked Horned Frogs. And that's been your SEC Sneak Peek, brought to you by T-Mobile, the official 5G sponsor of the SEC. ESPN's Jeff Passan reports that Houston Astros general manager James Click is in talks with the team about a new contract, but the two sides have yet to come to an agreement. Click's contract expired on October 31st during the World Series in which the Astros beat the Philadelphia Phillies in six games. Now he says his, he discussed a potential contract with Astros owner Jim Crane on Monday and the hours between the team's championship parade and his flight to Las Vegas for the annual, annual general manager's meeting. And the Winnipeg Jets erupted for four goals in the second period en route to a 5-1 win over the Dallas Stars last night. Dallas head man Peter DeBoer. We had a really poor first period. I thought we, we kind of regrouped at the beginning of the second, scored the first goal, started to play. And then, uh, you know, just some some poor decisions, uh, some poor execution for five or six minutes. And we lost all our momentum. And, you know, the game was essentially over at that point. And the loss snapped a three-game win streak for Dallas, which falls to 8-4-1 and one on the year. And that's been your morning sports update, brought to you by Coleman and Patterson on 1620-945-WTAW. I'm Zach Taylor. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.